Happy holidays. It's the holiday season. What the fuck is that song? They'll be coming down the chimney now. Mm-hmm. He'll be coming down the chimney. <laughs> he's got a big black. Oh, oh a big black. Oh, he's big, got a big what? black what? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got a big. What is it? A big. I no, I literally don't know any words in he's this. He's got a big red sack upon oh. his back, I think. Damn. Santa. Coming down the Christmas tree. I don't know where. Wow. <laughs> the hell was that noise? It's a chair. It's, a chair. <laughs> <laughs> it's my ass. It's my anus. Oh my God. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling and ring ting a tingling too. Ding a ding a ding ding dong. Come on, it's lovely weather for a show dependent podcast with you. Ding a ding a ding a ding dong ding. Uh, yellow, everyone. Happy holidays. Happy Christmas. That was the whitest thing you have ever done and said. Oh, Eric, are you there? Oh, you know, I just got the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, the old ball and chain. Yeah, she just has to have a real one. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if I had my way, I would just, you know, I would have just bought a plastic one years ago. But, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy wife, happy life. Hey, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, good to see you, Jim. All right. Give my regards. <laughs> you slipped in between, like, Minnesotan and Boston quite a yeah, bit there. I mean, I don't know. The, I would, didn't have a goal in mind other than just being white. I, you know, I think you achieved that. So I'm proud of you for that. Well, thank you, everyone. It is a fateful day because when this episode comes out, your boy Eddie and his other half, Kayla, are going to be Kayla. moving out. So while you're listening to this, we are going to be moving boxes, moving beds around, throwing some live fish into a smaller tank to put them back <laughs> in their big tank. Yep. The point being, it's a happy time. Yep, I agree. And here on Show Dependent, we decided, you know what? What better series to cover in the lead up to Christmas than a series that is based during the lead up to Christmas? Wow. It's a little YA story based Mm -hmm. on a YA book that uh, this very much capital A adult enjoys. Nice. You like that? I love how confident you are in yourself in calling yourself an adult. Yeah, you know, now that I'm uh, <laughs> moving out, I am definitely an hashtag adult. Hashtag adulting. I can, oh, yeah. God. Oh, God. I was about to oh. say the same joke. <laughs> oh, my God. People that say that unironically. I think we are. Like, oh, yeah. Cringe, I don't know. Cringe. Is is it chuggy to even like just oh, God. still people, say that? Do people even say chuggy anymore? I don't know. I feel like I'm very much, you know, I definitely... I had chuggy aspirations, but I never really reached them or fulfilled them. So yeah. mostly mean, because of lack of monetary means to do so. But mm-hmm. I was always jealous of the women in their chevron tops with their ridiculously dangly owl jewelry and just okay colored <laughs> denim. 
For sure. Well, other than all that, Kayla, how are you feeling today? How's oh. life treating you? Oh, I'm livid. I'm always, I, uh, <laughs> I've been angry for four days straight. I'm going to be angry um, for 10 more. I think I might. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. Uh, luckily, Pokemon is in our near future. So oh, baby. I, I have that to look forward to. And that is seriously like one of the like three things holding me on and preventing me from losing my job at this point. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's the little things that count. For myself, I'm feeling pretty, pretty fantastic. You know, work has been going pretty well. Like you said, the Pokemon's coming up a uh, quickly. What, what's the word I'm looking for? A rapidly approaching. A, there we go. A rapidly approaching move for us. Mm-hmm. It's going to be really good. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, things are looking up. You can tell who the Sagittarius is in this relationship. Someone's the happiest sign. Uh, not me. <laughs> not you. Well, an- another pair that are pretty opposite in some ways, mm-hmm. but they come together and the love that they find for each other via the Christmas season. The series we're covering today is called Dash and Lily. Mm-hmm. It is based on the book, Dash and Lily's Book of Dares, but this TV series came out on Netflix in November 2020, so just the perfect time. Oh, boy. Right right when the little pandemic was just just happening, just kicking off. Oh. No, it, it was definitely in full swing then. In so many ways, it feels like it never happened. You know? Like, the trauma has just, like, kind of scrubbed my memory of this time. With the oh, exception yeah, yeah, yeah. of like this. Mm-hmm. I this remember definitely... the things we watched. Mm-hmm. But... Well, let's get to the meat cute so we can really do it. let everyone know what, what were we going through at that time. It's a meat cute, baby. It's how we met this thing. All right. Well, as we said, November 2020 is when this thing came out. And we immediately jumped on it. Saw it on Netflix. Saw the Christmas spirit alive and well in this series and i said we got to watch it your boy eddie was the one who said this is what we're doing this is what's happening we need something to lift the spirits because it's the holiday season of covid nothing was going on (laughs) and we needed something new in our lives to bring the spirits up and for myself i will say Mm -hmm. dash and lily immediately became something big for me it's eight episodes yeah, But there are eight episodes that I absolutely loved watching again and again and again. Something that you'll start to see is that myself, I have what I call my sleep shows. Yep. Slash yep. movies. It's a movie or a TV show like Dash and Lily that I will just fall asleep to time and time and time again and never get tired of because it just gives me such comfort mm-hmm. and just lulls me off to dreamland. Mm-hmm. And Dash and Lily instantly found a spot right along the greats like we are your friends two night stand that awkward moment expect episodes on all of these in the future mm-hmm. but a lot that's of those my... are rom-coms oh yeah and we'll get to that because your boy is a little romantic eddie you know i'm a little i'm a little romance guy you are a little romance boy mm-hmm. oh oh cute kayla how you feeling about this how did it hit you I mean, as we'll talk about, the plot is just like everything anyone could want in a YA book, which is just pining 
Mm-hmm. And I love pining. <laughs> we love. We love. It's fantastic. I liked that they were kind of no-name actors, which yeah. was fun. I always kind of enjoy that because then when I'm not really pressured to, you know, compare this to any other previous works. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was refreshing and it definitely tugged my heartstrings real hard. And it was also just kind of weird to get to see, but not weird, but also comforting, but getting to see New York being New York and not being the New York that it was at the time, which was shut down oh, and messed yeah. up. Yeah. Watching just... watching films like this during the height of COVID was always so <laughs> jarring because it's like, why aren't they wearing masks? Like, yeah. why are they out socializing? What's going on here? Right. So that was always kind of like a disconnect in a conversation I'd have with myself in my head during this time. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I found the characters charming. And I'm excited to talk more about it. Well, why don't we do just that? I think we should. Hit them with the little Christmas jingle. Getting to know each other. Want a Sprite Cranberry? I was just going to say, first and foremost, Kayla, you had a question. Yeah. uh, Is the Strand, a.k.a. the bookstore in this movie, a real place? Because I'm pretty sure it's based off of a real bookstore, but I don't think it's called The Strand. Oh. Hmm? Yeah, apparently it's a real bookstore, and it's a pretty big deal in New York, and it's been there for a really long time. So, yeah, it's a very historic little area. Cool. Well, that's fun. That's pretty cool. I mean, it looks like a really cool bookstore. Bookstores are nice. Even a little B&M. But especially, you know, local bookstores and Mm -hmm. nice small business bookstore feels real good to be inside the cozy Mm -hmm. you feel like you're around peers even if you're not even finding books that are the same you're just like oh this person reads wow i'm amongst a fellow reader that's rare in adulthood it is yeah okay well now we know that the strand (laughs) is real all right riveting start to this we love it love Uh it love it okay well let's move on from that let's please do Well, now that we have the location of The Strand, it plays a pivotal role in the beginning of this love story during Christmas. Much like Show Dependent has the meet-cute, there's a little bit of a different kind of meet-cute here in Mm -hmm. Dash and Lily, because do they meet in person? No, 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 no. no. They meet via a little red book. Mm -hmm. A little red notebook. Mm -hmm. But before we talk about that notebook and the trust that it takes to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Talk about a few of the characters, mainly the titular ones. Ooh la la, titular. Dash and Lily. Mm-hmm. How you feel about Dash? How do I feel about Dash? Yeah. I feel like he's a charming, witting young man. You know? I feel like he's a pretentious dick, but with time he would become a better human. Oh, yeah, he had, he had himself a little bit of a tough one. He's got divorced parents, terrible dad. They gave I feel like a- over 50% of the population in America has divorced parents. That can't always be an excuse. I mean, I'm not giving it as an excuse. It's just the reason that he is what he is. That's true. He is very bitter. Because they hit him with the classic, like, oh, but you'll get two Christmases and all that, and just trying to sugarcoat it. The fact that, hey, we ain't going to be together no more. You're going to see one of us a lot less than you're going to see the other one. Fun stuff. Yeah, he's played by Austin Abrams, I believe is his name. He's a guy who's been in a few other, like, YA things. He was in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Did a pretty good job being a bully in that one. I forgot about that. Strong face, strong eyebrows. I I would 
I would not. Say, I would not say his face is strong. Oh, I think he's got a strong face. It's he a very. A, he has a weak chin. Oh sure, but what I mean by strong face is that like you look at him and you're like, "Yep, that's him." No, you can't like mistake it. him for anything else. That's fair. Yeah. What do you think of this young man? What What do you think of his looks? I mean, you just give a shot at his chin, so you're not a fan of him, huh? No, I think he's fine. I mean, how do you feel about him being the lead here? I don't know. He's just kind of scrawny, which is not a bad thing. I like I like thin, tall boys. Sure. I think he does the job well. He definitely reads as bookish. That's good. I yeah, I think the casting was was pretty good. I have not read the book, so I don't really know if it's accurate to the content. It's an adaptation. I don't know. So I know some people have qualms about it. Yeah, well, some people, people always also suck. Well, people love direct comparisons, so. Well, they definitely do. You're not wrong about that. Well, does he play Snarly well? Because that's the number one way to describe this character. Snarly. Yeah, I think he's Snarly. All right. Well, his other defining trait is that he hates Christmas. That is very bad. He's very anti the whole idea of Christmas, essentially, because... Again, I got to go back to it because you you said it's an excuse, but I think it's a jumping off point. Mm -hmm. He hates the fakeness around Christmas. Why? Because the parents lied to him about it. They tried Mm -hmm. to sugarcoat everything around Christmas time when they should have just been real with him. So he hates the fakeness. He hates that people put on this festive cheer and act like things aren't bothering them because, you know, come on, man, it's Christmas. Yep. So he just doesn't like that. He says people should be real. I hate the fake cheer. I mean, he hated Santa enough to assault him in a mall, so... Well, Santa kind of had it coming. Yeah, he was kind of being a lot. He was being a lot, wasn't he? He was like, hey, teenage boy, sit on my knee. <laughs> First of all, guy. N- no, this is weird. How about we just have a conversation? Yeah, I'm practically an adult. Mm-hmm. It's funny because... our I don't know, because if we're comparing these characters to us... Sure. Like... I don't think that either of us is really like Dash. I feel like both of us are closer to Lily's temperament. What's going on with Lily? Well, Lily's just a little cutie pie weirdo pants, and Mm -hmm. I like her a lot. She's a little quirky. She's very quirky. Do you look quirky? She's just kind of never fit in, but she's never really let that stop her from doing unique things like making her own clothes and having like niche hobbies and mm-hmm. being crafty and unique. And unlike Dash, her favorite thing in the entire world is Christmas. Oh, she loves it. She loves the way it makes people feel. She loves the festivities, the lights, the decorations, just the general general Christmas, capital C, she's in love with it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, though, she's kind of a loser. Oh, she you, she says a fucking line. Yeah. Well, she says she doesn't have a love story and that's OK. She has Christmas. <laughs> like, OK, girl, <laughs> um, you're 17. Way to I justify think, it for yourself. You know, Christmas is like only a very small fraction of the year. Right. And I mean, you, you do bring up a good point. She's only 17. It's like and that's the thing about YA. Yeah. We could touch on YA is very much. As it is with teenagers in general, if if you've ever been a teenager or are currently a teenager, you know that everything is the end of the world. Yep. You're never going to love again. No. 
if you don't get this thing, whether it be a material thing or like an emotional thing, you're going to die. Literally, yep. not metaphorically, you will literally die if you do not get that iPhone 14. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. It's very dramatic to be a teenager. But come on, Lily, you're 17. Yeah. You honestly. don't have a love story? Join the fucking club. So many people don't have love stories at 17. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is not. Yeah, I would probably argue that most people shouldn't have love stories at oh, 17. No. Yeah, you got a lot of life to live. Yeah, you're very young and very dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It, Lily, she tells this super sad story. Are we going to talk about it now or should we talk about it later? Might as well do it now. Why not? She has a super sad story, which reminds me of some of my traumas. From <laughs> oh, my God. I just put a hand on my chest and looked wistfully into the corner of the room, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they they know. They saw. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I portrayed it in my voice. Lily is such a sweetheart that one year in middle school, right? It was middle school. I I think she was like 12. She decided to make handmade bracelets out of like scrap fabric for everyone at her school dance. Too much. She hand that's very sweet though. She handed them out all throughout the night. Like she was excited and like handing them out, but as the night went on, she started to notice like people were just throwing them on the ground and like making fun of her. And the worst part of all was that her crush at the time, like openly and loudly called her weird and mm-hmm. like threw the bracelet on the ground, just crushed her. And she was never the same again. No, this was her parents getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Cause she definitely, she, She's very dramatic. She says, at that moment, I knew I was different. I knew I would never fit in. Never. And I was okay with that because my family taught me that it was okay to be me and to be different and to do what I wanted to do always. Mm -hmm. And I get that. You should be yourself. But also, you're like 12 years old. Yeah, let's... let's, um... (laughs) But when you think about it, 12 and 17 really is not that far apart. Just Poor in one thing. of them, you can smoke cigarettes. Ooh, cool. Ooh, nice. 17? You have to be 18. Do you? Yeah. In the United States. Well, apparently you do. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Were you smoking at 17? What is happening here? No, I don't think so. No, I'm sure you had some friends that were, though. Oh, Every, I mean, yeah. Everybody the knew somebody in school. Right? Sneaking out by the tennis courts or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking know. All I, I know, know is smoking looks dope. It does, but don't do it. that it's bad for you. <laughs> I know. If it was good for you, my goodness, I would never stop. Looks there's so not, cool. There's not much cooler than no. uh, someone just smoking a cig. It's fantastic. Something that's also cool is Lily is kind of like her grandpa's wingman. Yeah, which, which is, is weird. weird. Because, one, it's your grandpa. Two, you have absolutely no experience with love. So why mm-hmm. are you offering advice? Yeah, your one and only romantic relationship is via writing notes to a stranger in, in a, a book. book. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They got a whole lot going on. This family dynamic is very strange. I more, hate it. More on that later. Mm-hmm. Let's move on from these two characters. We'll talk more about them because naturally they're the leads. 
Mm-hmm. Sort of a, a secondary lead is Dash's best bud. His name is Boomer. He's Boomer. a real a real good guy. He is a good guy. You know, despite having the name based on the worst generation of Americans. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Drag him. Drag him. <laughs> Boomer is a good guy. He works at a pizza slash video rental shop, which Kayla said is just a breeding ground for hipsters and i have to 120 percent agree yeah I'm, I'm thinking about like my ideal like cool self it's essentially cigarette smoking eddie uh-huh who would be a hipster through and through mm-hmm. and goddamn, i would love a place like that but also can you imagine how greasy all of those dvds are <laughs> oh, oh god every- you're greasy uh-huh. <laughs> everything just smells and oh it's just yeah but that that's culture. That's, you know, being in it and feeling I, like you're better than other people. No wonder Dad God. just spends all his time there. The more I think about New York, the less I want to go. Oh, I mean, and this is a very, <laughs> very romanticized New York. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> but Boomer plays a pivotal role because he he knows who both characters are very quickly. Yeah. He obviously well, knows I hope Dash. he knows Dash. He's his best bud, essentially. <laughs> And then he very quickly is able to confront Lily. Oh, you're who this is. Do you want me to tell them? No. Okay. I'll keep it a secret. And he's sort of like playing both sides, trying to get them together. He recognizes that Lily's good for Dash and he wants his bud to be happy. Yeah. He has all the right intentions, but his execution is typically poor. Yeah. But it's okay. Because he's a good guy. Yeah. And he also doesn't like want to overcommit. Yeah. Until at the end when he's pretty, pretty firm. Mm-hmm. And says, you know what? You're being ridiculous. I don't like the way you're doing things. You should change it. Otherwise, uh, you know, I ain't going to be around. I do love a man who puts up boundaries. Who puts those boundaries up. Those walls construct them. Mm-hmm. That's all Dash does anyway. Yeah. Two men that I find very enjoyable that I wish we got more of in this series was. Oh, for sure. Langston and Benny. Langston is Lily's older brother who is gay and is Mm -hmm. in a, he's kind of, he's painted as kind of like a flirt, a person who's never really been in a truly serious relationship. But Langston's partner for the majority of this show is a guy named Benny. And he's lovely. We really don't get a lot from him, but you can tell he's got a good energy and they are very adorable together. So, Oh, yeah, they're great together. They are the reason why Lily does the notebook, because they create it. Mm-hmm. Langston says, we got to get you doing something. You can't just be sitting around here being a loser all Christmas. So they create yeah. the notebook. They create the book of dares, all the lines, the original stuff, all the questions and everything. The scavenger hunt are made by them. And Lily just throws in a little thing at the end. But yeah, Langston and Betty are fantastic. I wish we saw more of them. I'll talk more on these two later when I talk about the book. Yeah. But a spoiler alert for that is that Benny, even though we don't see too much of him in the series, you see even less of him in the books. Wow. Yeah. What a shame. These last three people can go pretty quick. Yeah. Sophia is Dash's ex. She's a spicy Latina from Brazil. I think in this, and I think in the book she's from Spain. Either Mm -hmm. way, she's not uh, around very much because she moves all over the place. But Dash was very much in love with her. 
He feels mm-hmm. burned by that relationship. And she shows up to cause a little bit of trouble near the end. A little mischief maker. Is Sophia a model? Mm, I don't think so. I mean, she's oh, like okay. 17. I was thinking more of like an influencer type. Oh. But um, maybe, does her, is her dad in the military? Is that why they move around so much? I think so. I don't know. Okay. I think that's what it is. Anyway. I have qualms with her. We'll get to her later. Okay. Mrs. Basil E. Yeah. Which is not even her name. It's Lillian, right? I think so. Great Aunt Lillian. She's very nice, but very eccentric. Oh, yes. And she's definitely like a... I'd I'd say she's probably an enabler for bad behavior. (laughs) Yeah, but she also does it because she knows that people need to live life. Yeah. At least that's the way I took it. She's very much an enabler in the sense of she wants Lily to go out and live. Yeah. Because Lily, in Langston's own words, all she does is hang out with her grandpa and like her Carol buddies, which are all adults. Mm-hmm. And she like does puzzles and knits sweaters. Like she's she's living the life of like a forty five year old single woman who never she she's essentially drew barrymore and never been kissed if that movie never happened mm, i've never seen that movie well based on the title you can make a guess at what happens <laughs> I, I get it i think uh-huh. i got it yeah this person we i briefly mentioned earlier about the bracelet story with lily mm-hmm. the childhood crush that she had she had his name is edgar Mm-hmm. And he ends up getting interwoven into this love square. I don't know. I it's guess, not a triangle because yeah, there's no. four people kind mm-hmm. of involved in it. It's a bit of a Chad. Oh, yeah. Bit of an airhead. Himbo. Party boy. Yeah. But he's got some redeeming qualities. And you can tell that he's actively trying to be like a quasi better person. So sure. he he does have some commendable energy. But mm-hmm. Other than that, I think that's pretty, those are all the important ones. Oh, and also, Edgar bumps into Lily later and ends up kind of flashing a bracelet at her. But it's never directly addressed in the show if the bracelet that Edgar is wearing is the exact same bracelet that Lily gave him at the dance in middle school. Or if it's just one that like looks similar. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. She definitely takes it as the same one. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just weird because they don't ever really address it. It's weird because in her flashback, she sees him drop it and she picks it up. So, how did he get it back? What happened there? Is it a false memory? Is she just misremembering things? That happens all the time. Yeah, it's true. But it, it just seems a little strange to throw in there as like, a, oh, he a good guy. But how, though? Mm-hmm. What did he do? Did he go fish it out of the trash? I need to know more. Yeah. Don't like, ask they any questions. They should have given us like a cut, ski- a cut scene of him at the middle school dance, uh-huh. like getting it out of the trash can or picking it up off the floor when nobody was looking. Right, right, right. So yeah, then well, it would be it. more. Yeah. No, we didn't get that. No, we didn't get that. Nope. But moving on from these characters, it's time to really talk about why. Why? It's YA. Mm-hmm. And most YA is based around love. Aww. This love story here has an amazing setup. We've said it before. The Notebook. The Book of Dares. 
from the title of the novel that this mm. is based on. I think it's a fantastic setup because it's that air of mystery. It's like, ooh, who am I talking to? And you make up this person in your head, which is very pivotal to the story, is the idea of the ideal partner. Yeah. If you haven't seen them, if you don't really know everything about them, you paint the picture in your head mm-hmm. of who this person is. We love filling in the blanks. Mm-hmm. It's just very romantic mm-hmm. in my mind. It's extremely risky mm-hmm. and very unrealistic in real life, but it works as a plot device and it's great for that. Oh, oh yeah. Because what is to prevent just, you know, worst case scenario, a pedophile just picking that up. <laughs> Cause I mean, they Lily puts the caveat in there uh-huh. like with the book of dares. Like you have to be a teenage boy interested in girls uh-huh. in order to play this game. So if you're not doing that, then then put the book back. Right. And as we've learned from the internet, it's very easy for people to just be like, yeah, I'm a teenage boy. Also, <laughs> it's even easier because there's no trail. It's yeah. just the notebook. And I guess the only person that could prevent a weirdo from grabbing the book would be Lily's hookup cousin. at the Strand. Yeah, her cousin who mm-hmm. works there and has been like watching the notebook. Well, that's so, probably why they did that, though. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. And he's very, he's a very standoffish guy, which is good. You know, they, I, like, I, I think they like, built mm. that in. It's like that—that's what would prevent it. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking true. of it, thinking of it, but definitely, as you said, IRL. I mean, it certainly wouldn't go down like this. No. Some weirdo would pick it up, and the cousin wouldn't see it, and then they, you know, we we'd find Lily and the missing persons. Mm-hmm. On the back of yeah. a milk carton. Yeah, or the, or even worse, like just uh, the, what happens in retail stores all the time. Somebody just jerked off into the book. Oh god! Put it back <laughs> on the shelf. Oh, just someone came stuck in together. This. God damn it! That's the third time. Get another notebook. Get another notebook. This time, uh, laminate the pages. It's in New York. You think that's not going to happen <laughs> at some point? Oh god! There's a rat jerking off in this book. Oh. <laughs> That grossed me out. And not only that, it's a ton of faith. I mean, what are stories, if not the best version of that thing? Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of faith in the public that the book isn't just stolen or lost at some point. Mm -hmm. Because they, the premise from the novel is that they give each other dares to see what kind of person they're talking to. Will they do it? And through that, they reveal information about each other. And that leads to them, you know, falling in love with each other through mm-hmm. just the the little correspondence that they have. Yeah. But also because this is a romanticized New York, they're able to leave the book just out in public in mm-hmm. places for them to find it. And they give each other clues and they somewhat hide it. Yeah. But most of the time, well, let me do a little caveat. Most of the time, honestly, they do give it to people. That's and true. they trust the people to hand it off. But there's a few times where they just hide it like near a statue or something yeah. out in Central Park. Mm-hmm. And that book would have got stolen immediately. I know. Dash almost put like the notebook on top of the Alice in Wonderland statue. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, mm, probably shouldn't. And he ended up tucking it underneath the mushroom right and yeah it it was fine but it's also just yeah 
from a realist standpoint, you have to be real careful with that thing mm -hmm. if this is the only way. Also, I mean, I guess it is kind of romantic in the notion that this is all happening through a notebook. Mm -hmm. I think that's definitely something that would not happen as likely with the younger generation. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, I feel I feel like if you're going to the Strand, if you're like a little hipster. Yeah, that's true. Like Dash, you'd be like, damn, this person's different. Well, they like like books and stuff. Wow, like this person's not on TikTok doing some some dumb little dance, you know, they're like real. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess you're kind of setting yourself up for a a wider demographic and then you narrow in from that point. So yeah. Yeah. That's and true. the the series does a good job of playing on that classic will they won't they trope. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a twist though, because it's it's the idea of when will they meet? Will mm. they actually like each other in Ugh. person? You know, I think people have a lot of talk. People like to talk the talk, but don't walk the walk with the idea of it's it's the inside that counts. It's not the outside. Oh, absolutely. As many people before me have pointed out, looks very much do matter. Why are you dating me then? Because you're beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you. You guys, that's called fishing for a compliment. There mm, we go. Mm, there it's, we it's called, you know what? A lot of people do on the internet, internet. on Instagram. It's just like full... Might delete later. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I felt ugly today. And it's just like a supermodel looking yeah, just, person. <laughs> just like, dog, you are Shut up. just the picture of what attractive is. What yeah. what do you you just want someone to say, no, you're not? Yep. Stop it. I I always think it's funny when people actually say, yeah, you look like shit today, actually. <laughs> so I love it. Fantastic. Ew. Yeah. The will they, won't they tug and pull is always enjoyable. Again, extremely risky. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're kind of setting your, I mean, we'll get there. But you're setting yourself up for quite a bit of disappointment, especially in the physical regard. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, what if this person is just, like, the exact antithesis of what you find attractive? Yeah, it's just the exact opposite. At that point, you're just like, yeah, well, they're pretty cool on the inside, but also, Ugh, yuck. yuck. Ain't no damn way. Mm-mm. Not even in the dark. Yeah, could have gone worse, but hey, worked out for them pretty well, so. Mm -hmm. And it works out because they make each other better. Oh. I like me better when I'm with you. <laughs> that's how that oh song God. goes right did that sound good are the listeners gonna enjoy that i don't think so i think that was really squeaky <laughs> well it's gonna stay in oh god all right well that's fine speaking of squeaky and uh, sounding awful oh what is the tale of new york song wow and why like is it horrible wow first of all it's the song of your people i don't care the Irish have done a lot of good, but I don't think this song is one of them. <laughs> oh, wow. Why did they They just sound drunk? I mean, were they not? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I haven't listened to the full song. But I from don't what know. they play in the fi uh, film, Did what them? they play in the show, it's painful. Yeah, you really are against the song, aren't you? I really am. I think it sounds bad. I think it's pretty good. I think it's just two people drunkenly talking into a microphone with some music playing in the background. Wow. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's not one of my 
it's not a Christmas banger to me, but I do enjoy it. I think it sounds pretty good. I think it's kind of like a uh, what what would it be? A more ironic Christmas song? Mm. I don't fucking know. All I know is that in the show and the episode that it's in, I think it bangs because it happens right at the end, and Dash and Lily are both singing it apart from each other and but they're the, listening to it on the radio yeah. right and it's just uh, again to me it's just like oh my god they're so connected this is also, what a banger. They, they listen to the radio hey they're hip they're dash is hip and she's a little quirky i guess who listens is radio good in new york i don't know i've never been to new york i haven't either it I, probably things is. i need to know these are things i need to know mm-hmm. they probably have a lot of stations now that i think about it Oh, New York, the city that never sleeps, has a lot going on. They're cutting edge. They've got brand new things, brand new types of music popping up every day. You said that with so much confidence. It's because I didn't know what I was going to say, but I just committed to it and decided, you know what? That's fine. We're going to go with it. You can always edit yourself to make things sound smarter. Episode three, Hanukkah is a pretty dope episode because just as I was talking about that new type of music, Mm -hmm. Dash has a couple buddies, don't remember their names, but they're both Jewish, Mm -hmm. and they're putting on a little bit of a Jewish punk show. Fantastic. Langston calls it. Jewcore. Mm-hmm. And says he loves New York. And that's what you get there when you mix cultures, you mix things, and you get people just out there trying, experimenting new stuff. And it bangs. I was about to say, I think it's super fun. I think mm-hmm. the songs are solid. Oh, they yeah. do a little thing about talking about the first Hanukkah and why it happened and, you know, the classic eight days and nights thing. And then they just launch into a song about how in the past the Star of David was a crime. It would have got them prosecuted and all that, but they're still proud of who they are. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fucking punk to me. It's very metal you know? and I enjoy it. I think they say the first like the first punk people were Jewish because mm-hmm. they had to rebel against the system and live their truth and all that. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's very fun. I'd love to go. Also, I think it would behoove us to mention a little pop culture phenomenon that recently came into the uh, the mass awareness okay. that is the Miami Boys Choir. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jewish God. men in music, man, they've got oh, some. God, they've got some power, and wow. I love. I didn't know where you were going with it, but damn, Miami Boys Choir is that fire. Got big on TikTok. I don't know Hebrew, but my God, does it slap. What's it called? Yerushalayim Yersh- or yeah, something Yersh- like that. Is that the name of the song? That is what it's called. Right? Yeah, that's what it's called. It means translates Jerusalem. to Jerusalem, right? Yeah. yeah. From, is it Hebrew? Is it Yiddish? Yeah, it's Hebrew. They're different, right? I believe they're, yeah. Can see yeah how I, much think the I, know. Root, I think the root is like similar. Yiddish, uh-huh. I think, is more, I don't know if it's more dialectical. Nobody okay. take anything I'm saying <laughs> at all. This all um, has a big asterisk. If you're a Jewish person or someone who speaks Hebrew, <laughs> I was going to say Jew. Jew. Real hard, my lord. <laughs> it sounds derogatory if you leave it like that sometimes. <laughs> oh, if I you're agree. a Jew. That's um, why I was, I was taken aback. So I, was, I know. <gasps> if you're a Jewish person or you are, you know, a linguist in any way, hit us up at show dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, at gmail.com 
and oh, let God. us know. Can you imagine Dash and Please. Lily's buddies playing a show? They open for the Miami Boys Choir. Oh my gosh, you honestly, would ju- you would just get monumental. The best, of, the best of all the worlds. Oh my God, so much, so much emotion in one night. I don't think mm-hmm. I can handle it. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Go it's check great. out this episode and go check out the Miami Boys Choir and tell me that all this music does not bang because you'd be it, a liar. It uh, it just like it slaps so hard. Oh it gets my you God. so excited. Yeah. But we get a Cinderella story happening because yeah. Lily wears these insane boots oh, yeah. and is quote unquote dancing in the pit. Oh, I God. don't know. Yeah, she's it's... she's fucking getting sturdy. She's doing the hidden, what, what is it? The, the gritty or whatever, you know, from TikTok. Oh, God. You know what I'm talking about. You're not seeing this trend? I guess so, yeah. It's like a dance. It's like getting sturdy, and part of it is, or is, yeah. And that's where, that's like that dance where they kick and then they like go down and pop up. And, you know, it's going to be very hard for me to describe a dance via words. Well, you're doing it for me. I so. think if you search getting sturdy, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. But it involves kicking. And Lily's dance here to me is very weird because she's just kind of like moving awkwardly. And then at the end, they're like in a conga line, which is good. Yeah, it's like a Jewish conga line because they like hold hands. Oh, yeah. And they move their body to the side, similar to like traditional Jewish dancing in a circle. God, I want to do that so bad. I know. I want to go to a bar mitzvah (laughs) one day. Or a bot mitzvah, either Tell one. Our, our buddy Bird, that he better do that at some point. I will flesh. lift him in a chair. So mm-hmm. help me God. Honestly, it this has happen. been a, this has been a long time think of mine because <laughs> this is just becoming things that I admire about the Jewish people. Yes, it has been a long time dream of mine, a hundred percent, unironically, because I mm-hmm. love the idea of it. That had a bar mitzvah, you know, that's the boy becoming a man. Yes. I want to have a boy on a chair. Yes. And lift this boy into manhood. And I love it. Along so with all of his family and his buds and all that. Yep. And just the idea of just lifting a boy into manhood and you're just throwing him up and down yep. and he's holding on for dear life. And while everyone's <laughs> spinning and the music is swelling yeah, and everyone's just it. having a great time, glass is shattering left and right. I think that's be, only what would be more fun. <laughs> I don't know, know, but it sounds really fun. I'm not. I, (laughs) you know, this is a wild bar mitzvah. There's just glass breaking Uh around the room. Absolutely, spontaneously. The classic, obviously, the classic. Just I want to do the circle (laughs) so bad. It looks so much fun, and then it goes so fast. Cultural dance as a whole is always a good time. Mm -hmm. Even if you're doing it for like eight hours straight at a quinceanera, like oh yeah. (laughs) It's, it's just, still fun. It's just fun joining people's celebrations. I'm sure there's been a TV show where someone does that, but if not, someone should mm-hmm. do that where they just travel the world, find different cultures, and just join in on celebrations. Mm-hmm. Like weddings, bar mitzvahs, birthdays, just all the happy times and just show like, hey, look how common we all celebrate mm-hmm. our happiness. That was yeah. a terrible sentence. But... <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. You, you, got the, you got the message. God, there's so many times I, I, replay that I speak, and I'm just like, God, what a fucking idiot. Well, so I was going to say something, but now nah, I can't nah, move nah. on from that. Uh, you, it's oh, fine. Man. Take a moment. Let's have a let's have a moment of silence for my ability to speak English, and then we'll move on. 
was gonna say I'd never want to go to an Indian wedding because they're like a week long. Oh, that sounds dope. That sounds like my definition of hell is just like an event every day for a week so straight. You could skip a day. I don't know. If you're part of the wedding party, I think you have to do every single thing. Yeah, well, you're not uh, gonna be part of the wedding party. Wow, rude. Well, you're Thank joining you. in. <laughs> But what if I had like an Indian friend? Well, then you have no choice. You got to be there. Damn you got to be there okay. for your friend. Damn it. Maybe I won't. <laughs> Anyways, we get that Cinderella situation. Yes. Kicks off a little thing where Lily messes up. She sees Edgar. She runs away because she's a coward. Yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Leaves the boot. Becomes a whole search for Dash to find her. It leads us into the next episode. Episode four, which is an amazing episode. Mainly because of the magic at the end of it. Oh, it made me cry. Yeah, this scene, the first time we watched it in 2020, I was like, yeah, this is a great series. But the end of episode four was the scene that just solidified it as, oh man, this is very special to me. Because it sort of embodies a lot of what I love about Christmas Mm -hmm. in one scene. Not only that, but it plays like my... And the Christmas song, because it's called The Christmas Song. The Christmas Song. (laughs) (laughs) But not King Cole. Oh, my God. The end of the episode, Lily races the notebook to Boomer. She says, you got to get this to him by this time, because this is time sensitive. He races over to Dash. He gets the notebook. And then he races over to this little area. Every town that celebrates Christmas probably has one of them where everyone goes all out with the lights and the decorations out front. Dash gets there and Lily wants him to look around and see what he sees. And he hits her with the classic, like I see fake snow and I see fake cheer and I see nothing real. Mm-hmm. He's being a sad emo boy, a hipster. Mm-hmm. But then Lily, which is funny that they do in the book because it's like, do they actually like say This is where I get too into the weeds, but it's like many times they will respond to something and then seemingly will get a reply via the notebook. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, did they like read this first, then respond, then flip the page? Maybe. Anyways, she tells him, now look again and tell me what you see, prompting him to, okay, you got your, you got your negativity out. Let's see the positive. And he looks and he sees an older couple laughing holding hands and he's like i see an older couple happy they're taking a picture they've probably taken a picture here at this exact place every christmas for the past 25 years and they're still so happy and so in love with each other and he thinks about how much they know each other and how deeply they're in love and just like that happiness that they get from being able to do this together Mm -hmm. he starts to see why people like this so much why people love christmas so much Mm -hmm. that right there is a beautiful moment because that opens up my thing of like oh it's just so beautiful that people can bond you know you go see the lights and it's such a simple thing to see some christmas lights but there really is some some joy in it some wonder in seeing the twinkle of the green and red in the snow in the Mm -hmm. winter night sky it's even more spectacular because if you have an astigmatism Oh, God. Every light at night is twinkling. <laughs> they think they twinkling. Oh, twinkling. <laughs> twinkling. And then he goes, he walks down the street, sees 
people having fun, sees children playing in snow and while in fake snow. And while this is happening, Lily's saying something about like we make the joy for mm-hmm. ourselves, even we if make we the have magic. to, uh huh, even if we have to fake it, mm-hmm. we make the magic. And then she says, "Be in front of this house like at eight o'clock sharp. I'll send you a message." And he looks up, and the word "believe" lights up in red lights. Mm-hmm. And it's just like right as the song is crescendoing and it starts to snow, of course. Of course, because <laughs> this is a movie slash book slash show. Uh-huh. And it's just a beautiful, perfect moment. And he says, I believe, Lily. And he starts to really understand like, hey, this is something special. Mm-hmm. As soon as I saw this moment, I was like, fuck. Like this. My heart. I mean, this is Every time I see the word believe, I just think of Josh Groban. So I was like, oh, Josh. And he was off in the background, just like, you rang. Josh Groban, huh? What the hell? Because he has a song, If You Just Believe. Oh, it's from the Polar Express and it's really good. It makes me cry. Is it from the Polar Express? Yeah, he wrote that song for Polar Express, I think. It's really good. Anyway, now that we had a little Josh Groban moment, this is where it gets to be absolute dog shit. And I hate it. Um, Oh. Well, I just hate Lily's family. God, they're weird. It's, they're so weird and so too, inconsiderate. It's too much. Because basically she finds out that her whole family has been lying to her. Yeah. And the reason that her family actually isn't around on Christmas this year, meaning her dad and her mom, is because her dad is up for a job in fucking Fiji. Yeah. So, yeah, they're probably going to move. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, great. So not mm-hmm. only am, is my whole life going to probably get turned upside down, but everybody knew knew about it except for me. Right. Because apparently I'm a literal child and I can't handle this, which is totally unfair because she's 17. Yeah, it's a really uncool thing to do. They definitely should have been upfront about it. Yeah. I don't know. They also... argued that they didn't want to ruin her Christmas, but I was mm-hmm. like, that's even worse if she finds out and she does. Mm-hmm. Isn't it already ruined? Because you're yeah. not there to begin with. Exactly. And she's so torn up about it. Uh-huh. It's like the first Christmas she's ever not had her family like doing every exact little tradition that they've accrued over the past 17, 18 years. Yeah. And here I can say a little bit from the book series. Yeah. Is that. As much as her family is in this TV series, and we get glimpses of it, like her family members being Santa and being the guy at the Strand and being like a living statue. In the book, her family is like turned up to fucking 20. What? Like they they are just all over the place, constantly like telling her how much of a bad guy Dash is and like, how much they dislike him and like they're always spying on her because she seemingly seemingly has you know like cousins and extended family all over new york ew i hate that it was very very much like upsetting to me because i'm 100 percent a person where like you you have your life and your family doesn't need to be spying on you especially with the classic like oh she's a girl so we have to be overprotective like Lily's a fucking loser. All right, she's. <laughs> she you know what's the best birth control? Lily being Lily. Uh huh. Um, she's a yeah. loser, but she's also smart. How about we respect the fact that she's a smart person 
and stop acting like she's a child. Mm-hmm. Granted, she is a child. She's 17. But you get what I'm saying. Like yeah. six years old. Oof, I didn't even like them in the show. So I'm happy I haven't read the book because I right. would just be so pissed. This is like the tense episode. This is where like everything kind of comes to a head, I think. Um, which just is about. Like, That's where everything starts yeah. to go bad. Yeah. Episode six is on Christmas Eve. And Dash and Lily end up accidentally going to the exact same party mm-hmm. and meeting each other, but not knowing. But they don't know. Not knowing that the person that they're talking to is actually their notebook person. So that's why it's so delicious. It is a succulent. That irony, that dramatic irony. It is. We're just like they they know, but they He's don't know. He's right there. Didn't mention it, but Sophia. Dash's ex is back and she wants to reconnect and she helps him with a little family moment with his dad who's again a piece of shit. He, yeah, he's uh, really he's unlikable. A, he's a womanizer. Not likable. Unlikable? Mm-hmm. What do you say? <laughs> Both are fine. Okay. I don't know why that threw me off so bad. Yeah, he is a bit of a tool bag, but Sophia's good at working a room, I guess. She's just really good at making people feel like chill and comfortable, so... Yeah, but dur- during this little Christmas party, we get a brief glimpse of the fact that Lily doesn't like Sophia because she's like the stereotypical beautiful woman who can light up a room and she is liked by everyone and she's confident. And then Dash doesn't like Edgar because he's essentially a frat boy. Mm-hmm. He loves attention and it's just stupid, a himbo and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of putting down each other's partners. Yeah. And Lily just went on this date with Edgar kind of as a whim. Yeah. So, but Dash doesn't know that. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just funny because to steal a line from Hotel Transylvania, even though they don't know who each other is, they definitely zing pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And their chemistry is pretty instant. Yeah. They've got great ba-a. Good ba-a. Good back and forth in it. They make each other laugh. (laughs) Sorry. Always oh, proper. Fit. I thought we were going to keep going with the British accents. <laughs> they make each other laugh back and forth naturally. They enjoy each other's company. They almost like get out of there with each other. They do. Until Sophia comes and ruins things. And then Edgar follows it up with a little truth or dare thing. Yeah. Ugh. That party was just so uncomfortable. I felt. Mm-hmm. so icky like the entire time that that party was happening because like much like lily i'm not one to like dress to the nines and really care like exactly what i look like and try to impress she shows up looking like a freaking christmas tree and everybody <laughs> else is hey, like in how'd really you get nice... that christmas tree she made it and she sat on a glue gun in the process what was up with that uh i don't know i think that was just really bad editing and no forethought because they show the actor who plays Lily, they show her, quote unquote, gluing her sweater together mm-hmm. like the day of. Yeah. And as she's working on it, she sets the glue gun on the bed, which I'm supposed to believe is a hot glue gun. Yeah. And on, she sets it on her mattress. On the pillow. On the pillow. And then she sits back on it. So not uh-huh. only are you risking fire hazard, you're going to burn your ass second. Yeah. Like, oh. And then I was paying attention to it after. And she, like, touches it with her hand when she, like, adjusts and turns and stuff. And I'm like, why why not just have her put it down on a table? Obviously, it doesn't really matter. No, but it still bothers me because it's like, it's like when actors don't know how to pretend that their cup is actually full of liquid. 
and they're just flinging their cup around right. and it's like oh or, my god like when an actor is supposed to be playing a video game and they're just mashing the hell out of the buttons when on screen nothing's doing happening like no action like what why why not just put the barest yeah the bare minimums of effort into this yeah. and just make it more convincing mm-hmm. it's like i know you're trying to say lines that you memorize but also just like pretend the thing in your hand is hot uh-huh just treat it with that energy anyway sorry that's my apple box moment i needed to stand on that or soapbox and before we get back to that party because langston he lied to her about fiji Mm-hmm. He comes in to try and make things better, and he's like, "Oh, I got Catan. Do you want to play?" Yeah, it's like a Christmas Eve tradition, I guess, at their house. And Lily's like, "I don't play Catan with liars." <laughs> it's oh. like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. Let him. That's have right. It. You you put him in his place, Lily. Good job. Yeah, I would be so pissed. Mm-hmm. Like Fiji, could you get further away if you tried? And. <sighs> I get that it's, I guess, complicated, whatever. You're an adult. It's your child. You are essentially in charge of them and can make decisions without really considering what they want, I guess. But I don't think you should. She's 17 years old. It's very weird that they were just, because later in the series, I know we're jumping around a little mm, bit, but it's upsetting because they're like, well, it's happening whether you like it or not. So just deal with it. Get over it. It's like, what? Why are you treating your daughter like this? Like, not even a conversation? No. Not even because she's about to be 18, mm-hmm. legally an adult. I, I don't know. I just think it's wild when parents just make these grand decisions for their children without even considering the fact that their child has feelings and emotions yeah. and cares a certain way about it. Yeah. Uh, it's just really there's there's a few moments in the series where i'm just like god lily's family is too much hate it let's get back to this truth or dare game yeah yuck because <laughs> lily oh my god you could not have manufactured a better oh my god this moment is so funny <laughs> a better truth to just make lily and everyone else uncomfortable than someone asking lily the one girl at the party who's dressed in a fucking Christmas sweater. Literally a Christmas tree. Everyone else is dressed in like fancy formal attire. They look at the loser in the room and they're like, what's mm-hmm. the weirdest place you've hooked up with anyone? And she's just like, oh. She just. Frozen. And then Priya's like, uh, kissed? Oh. Uh, held hands? <laughs> she's like, um Burton. Oh my god. Loser. Yeah, that's oh god, it's so uncomfy. Uncomfy. Oi oi oi. I hate that's how I felt at the Halloween party I went to when I was in middle school. <laughs> when you were dressed as an M&M? Yep. Fantastic. It was a very similar energy. Oh god. Yeah. But anyways, Dash gets out of there with Sophia and he leaves. Kind of right after he tells Lily his name, but Lily isn't able to respond. So mm-hmm. if if uh, it's it's just that sweetness. And Boomer <laughs> was also at the party, but he left right before and went to the elevator right before seeing Lily, where he could have stopped all this and done that. But again, do you think that... Li- 
sorry, go ahead. Deli- it's the deliciousness of the dramatic irony. Do you think Boomer would have spoiled it? I think he would have told Lily, like, hey, you can't be here. Or you shouldn't be here or something like that. He would have, like, tried to prevent it yeah. from going as poorly as it did. Because before that, he was telling Dash, like, hey, man, why are you here with Sophia? She's changing you. You're not good together. I don't like the way you are with her. You're a pushover with her. What uh, What about Lily? What happened to Lily? Thought you were getting on with Lily. Like She's perfect for you. So he's totally in Lily's corner. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he would have made it better. Yeah, I think we could have avoided a lot of drama mm-hmm. if they if they just would have crossed paths. Like Boomer would have been freaked oh, yeah. out. Yeah. But he would have been like, that's Dash. Yeah, probably. Try to like bring up the notebook thing right. nonchalantly. And then you'll know each other. Woo-hoo. Well, let's get to the low point of the series. Episode oh, seven. God. Christmas so Day. Which is ironic, because it's like it's the day that everybody (laughs) was looking forward to, and it turns out to be like the worst day ever. Mm -hmm. No notebook for Lily. She wakes up. She's supposed to get the notebook boy's name, but she gets nothing. No, nothing under her tree. Mm -mm. Dash wakes up with his ex. They stayed in a museum. Overnight. But did he do anything? Yes. Yeah. He kissed her. But he didn't but that smash. Was he no. Didn't smash. No smash. And not only that, he also rejected her and said, yeah, you know what? Well, how about we don't? You know, Your voice just don't? got so high. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if anyone will be able to hear it. But yes, it was, I don't know. Sophia, she's complicated. Why? Because I you want to hate her. But she's, she's like, nice. ah, she's the villain. But no, she's just like a nice girl who like was trying to get back something familiar. So... Oh, yeah. She's still very sweet and, you know. It's very It's funny. just my internalized misogyny. Okay. It's like, I gotta sure. hate the pretty girl. Hate her. <laughs> um, no. Look at this harlot over here, huh? This slut. Why don't no. you cover up? Meanwhile, the only person, the only guy that she's giving attention to is Dash. Like, yeah, it's, she's not being flirtatious or weird or, yeah. What was funny, though, was that when Sophia's putting the moves on Dash and saying, we should get back together. I want to get back together with you. They share a little kiss. Un besito. Just besito. a little one. Yeah. Un, un besito, por favor. <laughs> Could you hear I can't that? Give you, yeah, I can't give you one of those right now. Okay. Later. Oh, gracias. <laughs> Dash looks at her and he's like, I'm sorry. I got to be honest. The whole time I'm kissing you, I'm thinking about Lily. And in the background, you just hear the faintest, like, oh, well, my, my girl's in the next room sometimes I wish she was I guess we never moved on destroyed myself for that one Disaster. With the lips of an angel. Okay, new title for this episode: "Lips of an Angel." <laughs> yeah, and to get and to get uh, to make it even, yeah, yeah, Dash rejected her, but he did kiss her. 
He can't uh, do what I say. Lily goes out and gets fucking drunk, which is very strange. She's at a bar. It's illegal. She's 17. She's at a bar where she's essentially seemingly able to go up and order drinks. Someone shut this bar down. Someone get. Honestly. Like, what are you doing? Well, even though it's pretty fucking sick. But also, don't drink underage. Your brain's not developed. Yeah. You're not ready for it yet. Not to mention, she gets wasted. Yeah, she gets fucking twisted. She's mixing drinks left and right. And she texts Edgar by mistake and then kisses him. And then Dash comes in and is like, oh, what the fuck? (laughs) And then it leads to the lowest of the low points. Uh, They're so angry at each other. They're both so mad. And we get just the most emo of emo dashes. (laughs) And just hungover sad uh Lily. I wish he would have changed his hair like Loki. Just sweep uh, it in front of an eye real yeah. quick. Suddenly it's black. Just, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Fucking it's Christ. Like, he's like writing in the notebook. We both know this could have happened. <laughs> yeah. There was no point in this at all. We knew we uh, were doomed for the start. Like, Jesus is Christ. Pain. Oh, my God. Ay, 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 ay. Yeah, bad feelings. This whole seventh episode is just icky, yucky, bad. Because not only... Is there like Dash and Lily's relationship completely on the rocks and probably not going to work out? Yeah. But also Lily is in deep shit with her family. Yeah, she's fucking she went and got drunk on Christmas, on Christmas morning. Day. Yeah, she's 17. She again, Lily's a fucking loser. This is yeah. not something that she does. And then when she comes home after her grandpa has to go pick her drunk ass up mm-hmm, at from her uh, aunt's Mrs. House. Basil E's house. Yeah. When she gets home, her family, including her parents, are there to surprise her because they know how much she loves Christmas. And she fucking throws up in her red boot and mm-hmm. is like visibly hung over. And, you know, if this were real life, well, then again, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. she's 17, so she's got that young person stamina. She probably bounced back from that hangover like no oh, one's yeah. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, as soon as she, you throw up, you feel better. She probably wouldn't be like that hungover. She but probably also, wouldn't have been that drunk either. Yeah, but also going the other way, if she was in fact that hungover, she would have been like visibly shaking and like painfully, just like oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, things yeah. are bad. That's when her parents. Maybe that's why they were so harsh. They were like, "Well, we're moving. Look at you. You're fucking up. We're getting out of here." Meanwhile, it's like this is like she's had a bad few days. Uh huh. She's also living this life. Is- yeah, exactly. Also, like that's what Miss Basil, Mrs. Basil E, like has to say about it. She's like, she's experiencing things. Why are we punishing her for yeah. like living a life? Yeah, it's the classic thing. Like, you're supposed to make mistakes when you're young. Oh yeah. When you still have time and when you can learn from it, as long as you don't make a super big mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, You know, you're supposed to live life and learn. Learn. Now from she learns. Don't mix drinks. Uh huh. Also, that. maybe like. Don't be so reckless in your emotional reaction to things. Oh, yeah. Try to be more level-headed instead of just diving straight into the deep end. Yeah. And getting plastered on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Fucking swasted up. Ruining the whole day for everybody. Ruining the vibe. And then Dash, he pushes all his friends away. He's burning bridges. He gets pissed at Boomer because Lily says, Oh, well, Boomer said you'd be nicer. He's like, What do you mean? you You know who he is? Like you lied to me, whatever you suck. You just, you know, full on emo, isolated, doesn't want mm-hmm. anything to do with anything. And it ends on just like everyone has the sads. Yep. 
But there's one episode left. It's called New Year's Eve. I thought you were going to say the Nick Jonas episode. <laughs> it's also called New Year's Eve featuring Nick Jonas. Hey, Nick, who I guess was a producer on the show. Oh, yeah. Which is very funny. And we essentially see that Lily is ready to move on, even though she's yes, not. Yes, Lily. No, no, definitely not. And it's Dash... called an overcorrection. Uh huh. And Dash has to go talk to Lily and see her. He has to do it before she leaves. He doesn't feel right about how things ended between them. Mm-hmm. It's got to make amends. Lily's upset about her first kiss. Langston's got a pretty good little lesson for her. Mm-hmm. Langston says that he doesn't remember his first kiss, but he remembers his second. And then he hits it, hits us with the line, it's not about the first kiss. It's about the first kiss that matters. Right. And I'm like, ah, how true. <laughs> so cute. That's sweet. So cute. That's nice. Mm-hmm. It is a good lesson. Mm-hmm. We sort of uh, follow that up, though, <laughs> by the revelation. We didn't mention it, but Langston and Benny break up because Langston's yeah. like, he's going to Puerto Rico. I ain't doing long, long distance. It's burned me in the past. You know, I can't do that. And uh, Langston reveals here that Benny, the whole going to Puerto Rico thing, yeah. isn't like he's moving to Puerto He's going on vacation. Yeah. To Puerto Rico for two weeks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty funny because Lily's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You were two weeks. And she's like hitting him with a pastry box. Yeah. Like, you like why, why am I taking relationship advice from you? You don't even know what you're doing. And he's like, you're probably right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he ends up apologizing to Benny. It's sweet. It is sweet. It's I implied like it. they get back together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it work because he. Yeah. He uh, shows up at his window, essentially, mm. of his apartment. A Romeo and, Ro- a Romeo, and Romeo situation. Mm-hmm. And he says, I got you a notebook. We can write, which is pretty cute. Because mm-hmm. we, we know how significant a notebook could be. You can write a notebook. You can write in this notebook to me from Puerto Rico. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's only two weeks. You guys, are, don't you have phones? Anyways. My God. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. They definitely have cell phones. This is set like in modern day. Oh, yeah. But uh, Dash, when he says, I got to go talk to Boomer, I got to figure this out. He's ignoring me, but I need him to help me find Lily. Mm-hmm. He sees, uh oh, Boomer is at a surprise. Jonas Brothers concert. Why? I love the Joe Bros. Oh, it's so good because Joe they're singing Bros. their Christmas Joe song. Bros. I'm the, trying uh... to remember how it goes. <laughs> Sorry, there's like a billion Christmas songs. From the um, Jonas Brothers? No. Just in you general. make every day feel, they feel like, like it's Christmas. Christmas. Never want to stop. Oh. <laughs> Feeling like that the first thing on your on wish, wish list. list. Never right up stop. at the top. Oh, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just saying words that it's rhyme. Great because they're singing that song. Dash shows up. Boomer's mad. Boomer's also hanging with like Joe all Jonas's their dick. other buds. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Boomer's taking selfies with Joe Jonas's dick. Mm-hmm. Just hanging. And Dash is like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. But also, damn. But damn bigger than Joe. I remember. It's packing. <laughs> and then camp, white jeans. Camp Rock. So, oh, Camp <laughs> Rock. I'll never forget. I was do like, an episode on that just to talk my about. My lord. That's hilarious. I do not remember like anything from Camp Rock Camp Rock except for Joe <laughs> except Jonas's penis. dick just being just absolutely 
suffocated by those white denim <laughs> pants. Let that man breathe. <laughs> I guess they weren't man. denim, but those white pants were denim pants. Oh god. Yeah, it was bad. But they go into a uh tour bus. They talk up Dash. Dash is like, I have to see her. I haven't stopped thinking about her. Uh Sophia says some nice words to him about he needs to have resolve in what he's about to do mm-hmm. and do it with intent. Yep. And uh, Nick Jonas shows up and offers some kind words of advice. Mm-hmm. He talks about his proposal to his wife. Mm-hmm. And also says, why are you in my tour bus? <laughs> but Dash hears all this and he says, you know what? Y'all are right. I know what to do and we're going to do it. And as he walks out, he says, thank you, Nick Jonas. Gives mm-hmm. him a hug and dips on out of there. And Nick Jonas is like, Huh, that was weird. Yeah. That would be wild. Would be weird. Would Just, be weird oh it? my God, there's Nick Jonas. Oh my God, Nick Jonas helped me fix my life. How's your diabetes? Are you doing okay? <laughs> Are you going to be okay? I was convinced when I was 11 that Nick Jonas was going to die and I was going to be partially <laughs> responsible for that. Why would you be responsible? I don't know. I just felt I was very sad about You didn't him love him enough. A love? <laughs> I literally oh. just froze. I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know what to follow up with here. Why do we have a podcast? We Dad, cannot Why speak. do I even try talking? I don't know. <sighs> Did you really? Oh, you I... thought you were personally responsible for Nick Jonas's health and well-being? I convinced myself that was the case. <laughs> I was like, Dad. I'm not doing enough to stop diabetes. Yeah. Oh, you personally... I'm... Yeah, I I need to do better. I and need then, to hang up more posters of Nick Jonas on my wall, mm-hmm. and then he will be cured from diabetes. <laughs> Caleb became the world's number one expert on diabetes type one, mm-hmm. and cured yeah, Nick Jonas of his diabetes. That's not how it works you at all. Not, you cannot cure diabetes type one. Oh, but there's um, a universe where that did happen. Wow, you killed it, and it was my yeah, it was, it was all my you. calling. Yep. You're welcome, Nick. We're probably mm-hmm. married in mm-hmm. that alternate universe. Right. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite, Joe Bro? Did you have one? Oh. I know they were they were too young for you. They were too young, but also it's still Nick Jonas because he there was that time period, you remember, where he was just like making bangers with people? Oh, with like yeah. rappers. Uh-huh. He's got the God, well, how's it go? Hold on, let me see. He's got that song where he's like uh at the same time, getting so sexual. Why oh, yeah. can't it be what it is? Why can't you know that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Ooh, Nick Jonas, you got that shit, man." I know he went from like, I, and they all did, except for Kevin because he just got married. Fine but they all went from like hyper Christian to just like sex fiends. And they were just fu- and they was fucking when they were kids, though. Oh yeah, because apparently you you go back and you hear like Disney Channel stars mm-hmm. reminiscing and. I think Miley Cyrus, because she was really good friends with them, was like making fun of how much they had sex while mm-hmm. wearing their purity rings. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just, that is rich. Oh, I love it. Good for them. I love Fine. the hypocrisy of Christianity and most Christians. Those <sighs> young boys, those little boys, good young men. Yes. Yes, they are around the same age as me, but in my mind, they're fine young men. Joe is and significantly older, though. Like, Joe he's in his is 40s or Kevin? Now. Dang it. Sorry, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. What's the young Jonas brother's name? Uh, the bonus Jonas? Yeah, bonus Jonas. What's I his don't name? Know. I don't know. Bobo? I'm going to call him Jimmy. 
<laughs> Jimmy Jonas. Jimmy Jonas. <laughs> I know that's not it at all. That's like but bizarre I was like, oh, world. He's so cute. He owns the Jimmy Johns in a different universe, and it's called mm. Jimmy Jonas. My uh, Jimmy Jonas, the bonus Jonas. <laughs> we are that sounds away. like a kid series. Sorry. <laughs> From the I, point. <laughs> no, the point is I love about? the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And anyway, Dash ends up sending setting up this like extravagant display of affection for mm-hmm. Lily with the help of his friends. It's so in the whole meantime, while he's doing that, Lily is getting like publicly ridiculed by her grandfather in front of all of her extended family. Yeah. Uh on New Year's Eve. God, I hate and stuff like that. Oh my God. It's so uncomfortable. It makes me so angry and it makes me like just resent <laughs> old people and yeah. it, i hate it so much come to me one-on-one and even that i'll hate it yeah but at least it's not in front of people yeah it's like what yeah. are you what, what what are we doing here and you know that's like the position of the elder sure like in her family like it's a patriarchal thing like uh-huh. we have to it might not even be patriarchal but it's like you know that's the dynamic and the this elderly. is like yeah it's just like the ceremony that they do for new years and basically you have to like earn your wealth and humble uh-huh. yourself in front of your elder and Too they much. just get to ridicule you and judge you in front of your whole family mm-hmm. which is super uncool and as somebody who's been on the receiving end of that um not only in front of my extended family and by in front of i mean through christmas letters <laughs> okay um <laughs> it's not fun to have your mistakes from the past year just put on display. It's like Festivus. So, yeah. Um, a Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> so I felt very sad for Lily. In that yeah, moment. it was fucking lame, but also she turns it back on that and says like, hey, you know what? Y'all have done some bad things. Oh, yeah. This Y'all lead- are you're hypocrites. Mm-hmm. This leads us to the, uh, the big finale. She's leaving, but Dash... He leaves the notebook and Langston at first hides it, but later reveals it when he realizes him and Benny had a good thing going. Lily and Dash have a good thing going here. Mm -hmm. She gets a picture of the notebook, which again confirms the fact that Langston and Benny can just text. But regardless, (laughs) she sees it. She runs out of the taxi, goes and finds Dash. They get locked into the strand together and they sort of just enjoy each other's company on new year's eve going into new year's day at the stroke of midnight they kiss and as kayla said it dash has compiled like everything that they did in their dares together into one room and has all this elaborate ornaments and it just ends with a nice zoom in on a custom made red notebook ornament Mm -hmm. and it's just sweet because you're like oh it's all working out Lily's grandpa said that she can stay with him, so she's not leaving to Fiji. Benny and Langston are together. Uh, mm. Boomer and Sophia are together, seemingly. Ooh, la, la. And just love is in the air. It's a new year, and it's all going to work out for new them. New year, new me. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you some differences from the book here. Please do. Break it down for us. Um, Not going to be too long-winded, because, yes, did I listen to the whole book series? It's three books. Absolutely, I did. But also, don't really need to get into the uh, finest of details. Oh, you didn't let me say it. 
Say it. The nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So I'll start off by saying maybe I just completely forgot or didn't hear it. But honestly, I believe that it uh, it doesn't ever really specify the race of Dash or Lily hmm. or really gives much of a, a description of what they look like. Interesting. So it was pretty cool to me because after seeing the series and seeing Lily and half her family as Asian, when I went back to the book and listened to it, I obviously pictured these characters doing things. And I think yeah. it made it a little better because it added a little bit of flavor into the series. Ooh. Uh, you know, and the, and the TV series had some more culturally relevant moments, which obviously weren't in the, bo- in the book. Yeah. Like that whole grandpa thing at the end with like the airing of grievances, I don't believe was in the book, but it played a pretty good role in this. With regards to a few characters... I want to say overall, the majority of characters, if not all of them, were better in the TV series to me. And we're just more drag them, just more tightly written because it's a TV series and they don't have, you know, 500 or so, 600 or so pages across three books to say what's going on and really take their time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boomer, 100% in the TV series, is much, much better than him in the books. In the books, he's like incredibly childish. and like super dumb like he just he does it a little bit in the tv series he's obviously you know a free spirit he's a nice guy he likes to play around and he's a little childish you know make some childish jokes stuff like that Mm -hmm. but he's also smart and funny and supportive and active and you know plays a pivotal role in their relationship yeah yeah just in the in the books it's just too much like i found myself really getting annoyed with him Langston is slightly different in the books. The The most important thing I think with Langston is that he's like much, much nicer in the TV series than he is in the books. Oh, God. Uh, obviously, he's, you know, nice to her. But I think he just it seems like he cares so much more in the TV series than he does in the books. Someone who's a million percent better is Benny. Benny. Honestly, in the books, Benny is hardly there. And he's like kind of mean and like rude to lily and doesn't really like seem to care about her at all whereas in the tv series it's very clear that he's like very much enjoys lily he thinks she's super cool he likes helping her he's the one who encourages her to like wear her nice dress to the uh jewish punk band show and he's always like says nice things like oh i think you're cool or i think you're nice Mm-hmm. And Lily very much has a great relationship with him in the TV series. In the book, that's just like non-existent. Oh man, which was a bummer. I honestly, Benny is so charming, and Langston is very charming in the TV series too. Like you said, their relationship—I would like to see more of it. Mm-hmm. They were awesome. They were super cool with each other. Um, the book has like really bad subplots of like the moms of the city. You know that app that they had in this? Oh, yeah, the that, app. That's like a much bigger subplot where, like, they constantly refer back to it and they, like, actively, like, are looking for Dash and Lily because, like, Dash does a snowball fight with some kids and hurts one of them and this and that. I don't know. It's pretty dumb. Very much filler. They ultimately get blamed for, like, kidnapping a baby, which is super what? dumb. Yeah, it's just a case of, like, the moms of the city misreading a situation and they like have to go like they have to like run away from the scene and like the cops look for them and stuff. it's ridiculous and it was just like what are they doing 
But I listened to the whole series regardless. The first book obviously has been adapted to TV. For the most part, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dares are different. They don't do a lot of the same stuff, but it's there. Uh, would you like to know what happens in the other ones? Yeah, did they end up together? Well, let me tell you what happens in the second one. Okay. It's called The Twelve Days of Dash and Lily. It takes place nice. during the next Christmas season after they've been together for a year. A and, year? Uh, shit's a bit rocky. Oh, no. Well, they're I going say, to college. Oh, they're, yeah, turning 18 or already 18. They're in their senior year of high school. And essentially the plot of that one is that Lily is super depressed. Her grandpa is sick. Um, She, like, essentially turns her back on Christmas because she's like, oh, what was me? Like, my grandpa's sick. What's the reason of living? I just have to, like, do everything for my grandpa. And I have to be there for him. Like, this is all my fault because he, like, fell down some stairs and got super hurt. And she was, like, with Dash at the time. So she, like, blames him and blames her relationship. And, like, oh, why wasn't I there? As if she, like, has to just be next to her grandpa 24-7. Mm, sounds so like se- a healthy relationship. Yeah. So the sequel is essentially about Dash reinvigorating Lily's love for Christmas and showing her that she's going to be okay. And her family, like, shows her that they can help take care of grandpa. And, you know, she needs to live life for herself and all that. Sure. So that's the sequel. And then in the third one, Dash and Lily try and figure out their futures. Lily doesn't go to college. In the books, it's very, very much more emphasized that Lily like absolutely loves dogs. And like that's like what she wants to do with her life. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, you know, in turn for me, uh, not being a fan of dogs made Disgusting. me not a fan of Lily in the books. Because I was like, ugh. I don't fucking care about your fucking dog school or whatever. Like, shut up and tell me about Dash. <laughs> Dash goes to college in England. Oh. And he has his grandma there who he's, like, in love with. She's awesome. Um, they're so much alike, and he loves spending time with her. Lily goes to visit him as a little surprise. Doesn't go the way that she wants. She stays there for a while. And it's essentially just like a will they or won't they stay together thing. Mm-hmm. They eventually realize we want to be together. We want to try. And it somehow works out that they're both going to go to school in New York. And they're going to be together and see what happens. So they end the series together and wanting to go into their adult life in a relationship. Oh. <laughs> try new people. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's what her family was saying. Because again, in this in the book series, her family very much dislikes Dash and thinks yeah. he's like a bad influence and this and that. Well, it's and not it, even that. Like I don't know. It's that's, pretty heavy handed. That's what what you know. As you and I and everybody gets older, you just kind of realize, like, yeah, uh, you you kind of get that adult perspective of like gaining that experience. Oh sure. Because it's definitely beneficial. Also, if Dash was super happy, why should he have to compromise? Uh, he wasn't, but, you know. I oh, in England. I didn't say the whole uh, story. That would be too much. You are right. I should just read the books. <laughs> you could. Get it on Libby. It should be on there. Libby! Please get a library card. How many times do we have to say this? Go yep. get a library card. Define the relationship. So why do I like this series so much? Why yeah, bring Eddie, this? Yeah, Why? I think it's a beautifully fictionalized, romanticized Christmas. 
Yeah. These are all words that I love, especially put together. What more could <laughs> I want? It's that very much TV show thing of like the whole city of New York is decked out for the holiday. Everyone's in great spirits. Just there's constantly Christmas music playing everywhere. The city looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. As a man who loves Christmas, this just very much tickles my heart. Ooh. And also, as a man who loves romance. Yes. It's a fucking beautiful little love story. Mm -hmm. I legitimately do love romance. I love seeing people fall in love. Mm -hmm. No, I I am a sucker for a rom-com. I am a sucker for a love anime. Because I I truly do find joy in stories that show people finding someone that they love, finding Mm -hmm. someone that they would do anything for. I Mm. love the grand gestures they have this in the show. I love the feeling of seeing people come together and realize, yeah, I want to give this a try. Even if it's difficult, it's going to be worth it. And I always, always, always assume that at the end, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's the Sagittarius in me. Yes. Because I'm very much the optimist. Mm-hmm. I want to say 10 out of 10, every single time I see a rom-com or a romance show or movie where at the end it's a little ambiguous, like, yeah, they're going to get together, but will it work out? In my mind, I'm always like, oh, yeah, they're going to stay together forever. Like, this is real. This is <laughs> it's going to mm-hmm. work. So oh, I'm dating such a sweetheart. <laughs> I don't know, it just, it warms my heart. Much like Christmas warms my heart, romance warms my heart. Like I said, I I just love the idea of love. I love seeing people find happiness and finding their other half. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, and also just want to end it, end my little part by saying, like I said before, it's a sleep show for me. I find comfort in this. Whenever November 1st rolls around, I'm like, hell yeah, put Dash and Lily on right before I go to bed and uh it's always in the nightly rotation it's great so are you show dependent oh well I mean yeah obviously show dependent. you already know what it is <laughs> what's the name of the podcast why is it called that I don't know you gotta tell the people we gotta remind them yeah you're right after two years I think this is gonna be a staple in my life yeah. uh, I'm gonna watch it constantly and enjoy it in the lead up to Christmas what's and... gonna happen when it gets taken off of like Netflix oh well I don't know I don't know what happens to things when they get taken off Netflix. If they don't release home media, it's just gone. It's lost media. Oh, no. Yeah. And I mean, that's the reality. That's a a topic for a much different podcast. But uh, that is the reality with like streaming services and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with that whole uh, HBO Max debacle where they just like started erasing TV shows from the streaming library. And obviously they're not available anywhere else. So they're just gone. Mm. It's gone. It's weird. The last thing I'll say about this before you can tell us how you feel about Dash and Lily is that, uh, yeah, it's a big problem. It's weird because you would think with modern day technology and all that, uh, we'd be able to keep things. But in fact, there's so much more lost media nowadays than there is from the past because people just don't have physical copies of things anymore. Yeah. Wild, huh? That makes me sad. Well, make us happy. Tell us your DTR. Okay. (laughs) Um... I love YA. I still oh, yeah. love YA, even though I'm no longer Y. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're just A. I'm just A. Mm-hmm. And is this absolutely ridiculous as a plot? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is it realistic in 
anyway. <laughs> but it's very sweet and it makes my heart thrum. And it's very cute and Christmassy. And I like that it kind of envelops the whole Christmas season. Mm-hmm. You get the transition into Christmas, Christmas, and then you get New Year's, which is just kind of like what people talk about when it's the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, yeah. It's You're just right. that whole season, the whole like five or six weeks uh-huh. of the lead up. And, you know, it's just it's just very magical. I'm not a big New York person. <laughs> I've never really romanticized it or like fetishized it really. Like it's not my cup of tea, but it is very nice to get to see these characters explore their city and explore themselves and get to know each other. So it's really sweet. I really like it. And it's always a nice thing to throw on around the holidays. Am I show dependent on it? Mm. I don't know. It's kind of difficult with the um, more recent media because I, I feel like typically with most of my show dependency, a lot of it tends to fall into more nostalgic things. Mm-hmm. But there is kind of a nostalgia to this since it is a few years old at this point. And it's nice because it's a show that Eddie and I got to watch together. So I'll always remember it as like one of our first real Christmas memories together. Like, oh, remember when we watched this? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I'd say I'm show dependent on it. There we go, baby. It's a show dependent light, though. It's like diet version oh, of show dependent. <laughs> SD light. SD light? Mm-hmm. That's not and San I, Diego. No. And I'll end this by saying this. At the end, when they show the notebook and they're all happy and all that, and you're like, wow, good for them. I wonder what happened next. Uh, nothing, because in a absolute classic turn of events for me in my life, yeah. and we're going to get into many more of the things in my life that have ended like this, uh, this show was not renewed for a second season, even though it had rave reviews, pretty much overwhelmingly positive. As Netflix does, they did not renew it. And uh, yeah, you can go read the books. It's obviously not the same. Uh, it's not the same world, even though it's based on the same book. It's not the same world, but you can go listen to those books. They're pretty good, but it's a bummer that there's not more of this because I thought the leads were pretty charming and I mm-hmm. wanted to see more of the world that they set up yeah. and see what else happened. But nope, it's great. Never going to see that forever. again. Never going to see season two. So uh, in my mind, you know, I can give the fictional, yeah, they made it work out. Hooray. <sighs> you got a little angry there for a second. Yeah, well, you know, it's, I mean, what a fucking common thread. Yeah, it's a lot of your media life, if we're being honest. Yeah, I could think about like five things off the top of my head right now where it's like, God, that was dope. Can't wait to see more. No second season. Oh, mm-hmm. man, they set up this for the sequel. That's going to be sick. No sequel. Just yep. awesome. Why? I guess I'm just destined to just be let down by non-renewals of things. Wow, who's the emo boy now? We got I a know. gash in the room. Jesus Damn Christ. Right. Well, hey, <laughs> lucky for you, you don't have to worry about that because we will Ooh. have another episode coming and we have more coming for you in the next one. But before we get there and tell you what we're going to do, got to stop here, knock on your door and say a quick thank you. 
Appreciate you giving us the listen. Going to send you a little postcard. Going to write in a little notebook and send it off to you in Fiji and say thank you for giving Show Dependent Podcast a download, a listen. And thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends, all your loved ones when you're cuddled up in the snow singing Christmas carols. We hope that you sing the praises of the Show Dependent Podcast and let everyone know that they can find it on Apple Pod, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Show Dependent will be there. That is S-H-O, Dependent Pod. Also follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at S-H-O, Dependent Pod. Myself, I'm at Victor V. Sweet on Twitter, on Twitch. My love, Mm. where can you be found? You can find me eating a pretzel with no salt. Oh, Jesus Christ. The opposite of what was it? Lot's Lot's wife. wife. (laughs) Yikes. No, thank you. That would taste so bad. Oh, but that salt on those pretzels be kind of spicy, though. It is good, but it has to be the proper balance. Otherwise, it's inedible. It's like a different kind of salt almost. It's like rock salt. It's like similar to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not eating that. I'll be dipping like a soft pretzel and some nacho cheese or something. Delicious. And you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. All right. Well, Kayla, the next one is near and dear to your heart. Oh, it's so special. It's our Christmas episode. Yay. Will it release on Christmas? No, a little bit before. But Kayla, let the fans, the lovely people out there, Mm -hmm. the listeners know uh, what can they look forward to? We're going to watch a movie that my family watches every Christmas or Christmas Eve, depending on how things work out. But we will be discussing and Eddie will be enjoying for the first time. Oh, uh, it's a first. Woo! The 1970 film Scrooge starring Albert Finney. And it is a musical. Ooh. So, woohoo! So it'll be very enjoyable. I can't wait to brainwash Eddie into enjoying this movie, much like he did with me for Jingle All the Way. So oh, <laughs> wow, that happened naturally. Oh yeah, totally. The natural love for Jingle uh-huh. All the Way that happens well, to everyone. Well, you love musicals, so I have no doubt that you're going to enjoy this one. So right, cannot well, wait. We will see. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. While you're listening to this, we will be moving boxes once again, so we hope that you enjoy. And remember... You're not a Macy Santa. You don't have to pretend to be jolly. Bye.